Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, as always, Darren Campbell. And doing a great weekend wrap-up, of course, is Jason Cameron. Uh, on a Halloween. Happy Halloween, buddy. Uh, how are you? How was your Halloween weekend? And how Halloween being today, uh, how was it as well? Uh, well, today was good. Uh, work wasn't very busy. So it was a very good day. <laughs> it was a good day. Um, and then uh, for the as for the weekend, Saturday was out with some friends out in North Van, and we went to a event at okay, let's see, uh, Toby's Pub in North okay. Van. Okay. Yeah, they had a live band there, and then everybody was kind of dressed up. I think the guy that had the best the best costume was uh, old school throwback Doc Brown. Back uh, to the future. Yeah, oh, awesome. he, he nailed it. He looked great. Oh, he looked cool. Awesome. And no, uh, he didn't have a sidekick, Marty McFly, with him. It was just him by himself. Yeah, it was just him by himself. I think maybe the dog was there, Einstein. But, you know, okay. that's about nice. it. What about what about you? What do you wear? Oh, I just went with like I, I recycled my costume, so I, I actually had an orange prisoner's jumpsuit. So that's what I wore. I was a prisoner. Okay. Just got out. <laughs> nice well that's actually what grayson was today he uh oh he, uh, he wore a prisoner's outfit he uh he said that was uh he was in lockup jail and, and <laughs> uh, it looked good it was a pretty good costume uh i didn't see a ton of costumes out and about today I, I was kind of surprised but i guess most people probably celebrated it or on saturday or over the weekend yeah yeah i i i, I would imagine so i'm, I'm sure downtown must have been like busy yeah on, on saturday and friday night for sure but uh yeah like i said uh there was about a group of 12 to 14 of us yeah it ended up being a good time like just good. yeah i had a really good time good band uh good band was good the band mm -hmm. was actually very very good uh cover band i can't remember their name at this moment but they were very good what's the best costume you've ever had What's the best costume you've ever worn? Probably Miami Vice tubs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, yeah. That was that was pretty good. That was actually, you know what? There's there's a little bit more of a story to that. So me and my friend, my buddy Mark, we we went together. And so we were crocking in tubs, Miami Vice. Sweet. And then we had extra clothing that we gave to our other friend Robbie. And so <laughs> so as we we're in the club that night. Everybody's like, oh, man, Miami Vice, yada, yada, yada. And then somebody goes, hey, man, the, but who's this guy? And they point to my friend Robin and they go, oh, that's Nash Bridges. That's who that is. <laughs> nice. I love it. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, good thinking. Good. Very good. cool. Very cool. <laughs> fun. Um, yeah, it's always fun to dress up. Uh, I didn't put any effort in this year, so I didn't, uh, didn't hit any parties. Uh, I, I was considering one, but um yeah i felt tired from the week and uh yeah i just didn't hadn't put any effort in so i thought ah forget it people just uh be bugging me if i'm out just re wearing regular clothes uh it wasn't it wasn't gonna be it wasn't gonna be good going out without a costume yeah no i i hear that i hear that so did you just uh chill out watch some movies watch some tv watch some sports That's it? yeah yeah tons of sports this weekend it was uh yes. amazing uh as always uh this time of year is really good Oh, I just watched uh, witnessed a touchdown. Uh, 
Too little, too late for the Bengals here, but T. Higgins just got a nice grab. Uh, this is a bit of surprising this Monday night, or uh, the uh, two and five Cleveland Browns have a thirty-two to twelve lead over the four and three Cincinnati Bengals. Pretty bizarre. Uh, uh, Cleveland seems to always have their number. Wow, see that catch? Nice one. Yeah, no, they, they do. You got mossed right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of surprised. I, I don't know why Cleveland seems to always have Cincinnati's number. Uh, Cincinnati defending champs of the conference, and Cleveland struggling at two and five. But uh, in big, big night from Chubb, and uh, their defense has held Burrow down. And holy crap, uh, this is a big win for Cleveland. Yeah, you know what? It, it's par for the course so far for this season. When you think one team is going to win the win the game. The other team comes out on top or yeah. comes out really, really on top because Cleveland is smashing the Bengals right now. Yeah. You're a, you're a big fan of Chubb. You, you yes. said it even last week. Uh, this is his night, 20 carries, 96 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, just par for the course for the guy. Um, they seem to be super stacked. Um, trade deadlines tomorrow. And I've heard a lot of rumors that uh, they might be shopping Kareem Hunt around because Chubb's doing such a great job and they might be able to get a few more pieces uh, if um, Hunt goes and Hunt. Uh, I think he'd be highly sought after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of teams could use a running back of that stature uh, for sure. Like, yeah, there's a ton of teams that could use a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper had a really nice touchdown catch. Uh, he's got five catches, 131 yards and a and a touchdown. Um, I missed his pass though. Uh, he threw a pass tonight and it was picked off. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't wait to see the low light uh, of that, but uh, that's the only thing he seems to be done wrong tonight. Oh, well, I guess you can't have it perfect all the time. Can you? No. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, uh, the running game for Cincinnati has been next to nothing. And, um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd both have touchdown catches, but uh, man, the stats, uh, I was looking at them earlier. They were really lopsided. Right now, uh, the total yards, 414 to 223. Uh, the rushing yards, 147 to 36. And uh, yeah, just dominating in, in most areas. Um, yeah, huge win for Cleveland. Uh, really tightening up that division and uh, Making it uh, more and more interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that uh, yeah, that division is uh, very interesting, very. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, why don't we blast into the uh, story of the NFL Week Eight? Um, we're kind of. I was thinking that's halfway, but actually, probably next end of next week is halfway. Yeah, uh, because they do have 17 games with the bye, so I guess next week is technically halfway. But a lot of things are definitely emerging and uh, making it uh, well known. Uh, there's, it's really weird. Uh, the NFC and the AFC, both the top divisions are the Eastern divisions, and the worst divisions are the Southern divisions. Um, it, it's very weird how that's uh, really played out so far this year. Yeah, it, it is odd how how there's actually synergy between the two divisions on how the East is rising and the South dropped off the map, pretty yeah. much. 
Yeah, it uh it it's been um yeah, crazy. I I I do want to mention off the top uh I I did say trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh there was a big trade that was culminated today. The uh Baltimore Ravens acquired the NFL's leading tackler Roquan Smith from the Chicago Bears. Uh they gave up a second and a fifth round pick in 2023 and their linebacker AJ Klein. Uh Roquan Smith is a phenomenal linebacker, 83 tackles so far this season. Um, it's very weird. I don't understand this part of it. Uh, the Bears are actually taking care of uh, the bulk of his salary that's left, uh, $4.833 million they're paying him. And the Ravens are only on the hook for the league minimum of five hundred and seventy-five k. So that is really weird. Uh, I don't even know if other leagues would accept a, a trade like this, but uh, to get the leading tackler in the league for the Ravens, they're paying in the league minimum for the rest of the year, and uh, they had to give up a, a couple of picks and and a backup linebacker. Uh, not, not bad. Uh, I think a lot of teams are going to look at that and think, what the hell? We should have been really trying to get this guy. What kind that what that that's one heck of a bargain, all right. Oh. And also, too, it almost leads me to believe like is there is there buddies in the front office with <laughs> with the Bears and 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 the Ravens because like how does that deal even get made? Where they they say, hey, take our number one tackler, and don't you worry about the cost because we're gonna pay for him too. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna pay him to not be here. That's crazy, man. That's amazing. Right? Yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have accepted that guy's call every day of the week. Holy cow! Uh, hey, who else you got? <laughs> yeah, can you can you spare anybody else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, absolutely. Can you spare oh. a couple people that you want to yeah. pay for too? Send them over our way, no problem. The, the Bears uh, have obviously uh, given up on their season. Um, they they have really looking like they're cleaning house. Uh, they sent Robert Quinn to Philly last week, and um, they have they have a lot of draft picks. I guess that's good. Twenty twenty three, they got uh, nine draft picks coming. But um, yeah, it's it's strange how they're they've shipped out. They're three and five, and. Uh, just getting rid of uh, two of their best players uh, in the in the past week. Yeah, and yeah, I, I guess the the tank is in in full full mode right now for the Bears because they're 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 like okay, well let's get get rid of all our assets and just get some picks. We're gonna be starting from scratch, literally. Yeah, yeah it's bizarre, really strange. I don't get it, but uh, yeah, I'm not in the front office, so. Uh yeah, we'll see how how it works out for them. I don't think it's gonna work out very well when you get rid of your two best guys on defense. Uh gonna be ugly and probably ugly for a few years to come. Uh okay. Uh I do want to kind of get right into um my hero hero of the week. I'm gonna give you some candidates and uh see who you pick. Uh there was actually four guys. They got three touchdowns each, uh, not yeah. quarterbacks, but uh, some of the other players. Tony yep. Pollard, Alvin Kamara, A.J. Yeah. Brown, and um, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, my pick this week for Hero of the Week is Christian McCaffrey because he got ah! the uh, <laughs> he got the triple crown. 
Uh, he yeah. got a passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown with his new team in San Francisco. Uh, what a hell of a pickup this guy's been. Uh, I'm amazed that Carolina would give up on this guy. The guy <laughs> is just uh, phenomenal. Uh, this is another bizarre move uh, by a team that's really, really crappy. But, you know, you give up well, one of the most dynamic players in the league. Uh, Four Niners are like, yes, thank you very much. And boom, implemented him. And wow, what a what a game he had. Well, just look at what he did. He did the triple crown. The guy's a crown jewel for any offense. All right. But yeah. but on top of that, they already have Kittle. They have Ayuk, And they got Debo Samuel along with this guy that mm. can literally I can pass for a touchdown. I can run for a touchdown. I'll just catch the touchdown. <laughs> oh, right. Debo Samuel can do all the same things I can do. Yeah. We got yeah. two guys like that on the team. Amazing. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, the Niners are, are suddenly uh, one of those teams that you, you think, uh, you know, could could actually win this NFC. And uh, there was all that controversy with Jimmy G in the offseason. And we're going to go with Trey Lance and get rid of Jimmy. And Trey goes down first game. Jimmy's been in there. Uh, they add some weapons around him. And holy crap, uh, this – this team could go all the way. Yeah, they could. And and lucky, luckily, they have Jimmy G as their backup because he has a certain temperament, which is unflappable. Yeah. Doesn't bother me that awesome. whatever you guys want to say, whatever you guys want to do, it's fine. You know what? I'm just gonna go out there and play football. And and that's what he has done. And then I'll look at him now. Look at uh, him now. Uh okay. What about uh, Tony Pollard? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's their guy. He's their big money ticket. He's been there for years. Uh, I've been saying Tony Pollard's the better player. Uh, they've been sort of uh, splitting the duties between both of them, but uh, Zeke's out this week. And what does Pollard do? Score three touchdowns, have an absolutely phenomenal game. Massive win for the Cowboys. And, and uh, you know, I think, Pollard should be 1A now and Zeke 1B or even, you know, carrying a lot less of the load. I would agree with you 100%. Um, I think lately, at least for the last two years, I want to say you've been seeing diminishing returns from Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Like you really have. Yeah. And, and Pollard has been getting better and better with every year. I think it is time for them to seriously consider having him as the number one. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara uh, hadn't scored a touchdown this year yet, uh, which shocked me, actually, when I noticed that. Uh, three touchdowns yesterday, one on the ground, two through the air, uh, 62 yards on the ground, 96 through the air. And um, the Saints just blasted the Raiders. It wasn't even close. Uh, Raiders looked like the worst team in football yesterday. Uh, but Alvin Kamara's back. Uh, what a what a game for him! Yeah, what a what a fantastic game for him. He looked he looked great. He looked like the Alvin Kamara of old. Yeah. That's that's really what he looked like. And it was great that he did it against the Raiders defense that didn't look like they were even there to defend <laughs> anybody yeah. that game. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen the Raiders look this bad in a while, and it was it was pretty pathetic. Get shut out and not even show up. Uh, I. I saw even a couple of players just giving up on plays. Uh, it was it was bad there. I was I was pretty shocked. Yeah, it, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. 
Like, like you know, as professional athletes, you should never be giving up on players. You should have some pride. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown. I have no idea why this guy wasn't kept in Tennessee, but uh, Philly said, thank you very much. We'll take one of the most dynamic receivers in the game. Uh, three touchdowns in the first half. Uh, he had 156 yards on six catches. Um, uh, absolutely amazing catches, too. Like, he was fully covered by a couple guys on two of those catches, and he came down with the ball. Uh, this guy is one of the top receivers in the game, and uh, I think he gets overlooked sometimes, but uh, he's with the undefeated Eagles and contributing huge to a big win for them. Oh, massive win. Uh, A.J. Brown was, like, electric again. And uh, Hurts and him have a certain chemistry now that they've developed, and they're they're just bang on all the time now. It's it's a delight to see. Yeah. Yeah, Hurts is looking great. Four touchdown passes, uh, 285 yards, and, and a, you know, big win. Definitely looking looking super, super good. And, um, yeah, both uh, Hurts is getting into the MVP com conversation with the Eagles still being the only undefeated team so far. Uh, Derek Henry. Oh, uh, Deontay Foreman also had uh, three touchdowns. Um, the Panthers lost in overtime. Uh, a massive, massive bonehead move by DJ Moore after he caught the Hail Mary pass to tie it up. Uh, celebrated by throwing his, taking his helmet off, throwing it down on the ground and dancing around. 15-yard penalty, taunting. Uh, put the uh, field goal kicker or the uh, point after attempt kicker back to the 48-yard line, missed it, forced overtime. He probably was a bit shaken up after missing that one. He missed a field goal in overtime. Uh, Atlanta uh, pulled out the victory. And your Falcons are first place in the Southern Division. And we we had them last, <laughs> if not like at the very back of the line. And uh, almost halfway through the year, their first place. This has to be a total shock. It is. It is. Because I, I don't know how they did it. I, I still don't know. I, I, I don't actually understand. But they're there now. They've, they've managed to somehow get there. And uh, it, was, it was a huge win against the Panthers. That was a big win because yeah. realistically, they should have lost that game. Yeah. They should have lost that game. Yeah. Yeah, crazy enough, if the Panthers win that game, all four teams uh, have the same record. And, uh, yeah, it's a total toss-up. But now uh, Panthers go to the bottom of the division. Falcons go to the top. And, uh, yeah, it's been a bizarre, bizarre, uh, incredible uh, incredible season in that Southern division. And who knows who's going to emerge. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, sitting there. Wow, it's bizarre. Um Derek Henry, another phenomenal game for him. Uh, Tannehill was hurt, uh, so Malik Willis had an opportunity to have his first start. Didn't have a lot of practice time, I guess. Didn't have a lot of time to get that first uh, string snaps, and they put it into Derek Henry's hands 32 times, 219 yards and a couple TDs. And uh, he absolutely eats up the Texans. Year after year after year, he's got four 200-yard games with two touchdowns at least against them. And uh, the guy is just amazing when 
They they just keep giving him the ball. Everybody knows he's getting the ball, but he's still getting 200 yards. The guy's a, a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, uh, he's 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 such a great athlete, and also too, it, it's it's so nice to have him as your fail safe, where it's like, okay, well, Willis, your name is Willis, right? Okay, get in there, but all we want you to do is just to hand the ball off to the guy behind you. All right, that, that's it. <laughs> That, yeah, I think you can do that, and then you're gonna be good. We're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what they probably told him. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, you just go in there, uh, see that guy, right. the king. Uh, he gets the ball. Don't even look at throwing it. Just give it to the king, and we're gonna win. And and sure yeah. enough, they did. Um, the Titans had the best record in the AFC regular season last year. Uh, they've won five in a row now, and uh, they're doing it on Derrick Henry's back. Um, he is setting records. He's constantly tying and breaking records. Uh, as I said, he has played the Texans four times in the past year and a half. Um, he had 211 yards. 2019, he had 211 yards, three touchdowns. 2020, week six, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Week 17, 2020, 230 yards, two touchdowns. And yesterday, another 219 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he has, uh, yeah, they just eats him up. Uh, six, six 200-yard, two-touchdown games. That's um, two more than Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and LaDainian Tomlinson, who uh, used to have the lead in that category. He set the uh, team record for touchdowns, most touchdowns in the Titans-Oilers history, past Eddie George. He has now has 75 touchdowns in 93 games. Uh, Eddie set the mark in 128 games before, so he's just blasted that record. Um, he also tied the record with his six 200-yard rushing day. Uh, OJ and, and Adrian Peterson are the only two others in history to have uh, six such games and, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, amazing. Uh, I love it. I hope he can just keep churning it out for years and years and years. What a pleasure he is to watch. Oh yeah. He's an absolute pleasure to watch. And I just love the fact that the Texans always know, Oh, they're just going to give it to Henry. All we got to do is stop. Oh wait, we can't stop. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we fail every time. I totally forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I mentioned Jalen Hurts as the top quarterback performances, but uh, I also want to mention Tua Taiga Valoa, uh, 382 yards through the year with three touchdowns and um, in a big 31-27 comeback win over Detroit. Um, he's back healthy and looking good, and uh, Dolphins are now 5-3 and three and uh, looking solid. And, yeah, those are those are my heroes of the week. I guess you and I both think that McCaffrey had kind of the best day. Yes, I I I gotta agree with you. McCaffrey, and if I had to pick a second, was AJ Brown, but I do want to throw in one dark horse. Okay. He didn't score any touchdowns, but man, he had a huge game. And that was Tyreek Hill for the Miami Dolphins. 12 receptions, 188 yards. Jesus, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, what a game. Dolphins, uh, another another massive acquisition, and uh, yeah, pretty 
Pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, good good mention for sure. 12 catches, almost 200 yards there. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to start with the AFC. Uh, just kind of blast through. Uh, Buffalo has the lead in the conference and in the East Division. Uh, they played that Sunday nighter last night against the Packers. And um, it wasn't a, a flawless performance by the Bills, but um, they are definitely – in a, in a better uh, state than the Packers are and now uh, sit six and one and uh, just keep churning it up. Uh, Josh Allen, that 20 yard run on third and 14 that got him down to the one yard line uh, just demonstrated how amazing he is. And, and one of the most elite players in the league right now. Yeah. He, he's so, he's so dynamic. He's just so dynamic. And I, I don't know if it's the same run, but the run where he, he tried to punch it in, but he didn't get there. Yeah, but he ended up moment. running over like two defensive backs. <laughs> it's just like that. It's I'm always amazed by that because he is that big yeah. and he's that strong. You know, like he's like he when he's coming at you, you better be prepared because he's gonna run you over. <laughs> yeah. I just would have loved to be a scout of him. You know, I just would have loved to watch him come up and just like look around, going, "Holy crap, am I seeing this?" Like. Hopefully nobody else is, but oh my god! And like going back to Buffalo and saying, "We gotta get this guy!" Like, oh come god, on, yeah. do not even do not even look at another person. This guy will take us far. Yes, yeah, definitely, he'll take us far. Hopefully, he'll take us to the promised land, like a certain Jim Kelly did. But unlike Jim Kelly, win, win, yeah, win the big win game, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it it sure was an amazing. Uh, uh, it's been an amazing performance for him the last couple seasons, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm impressed. And it's going to be hard to beat the Bills, especially as the weather gets worse. It, we go into you know December, January, February. If they can get that far, it's uh, it's going to be tough to to win against this this team. Uh, I mentioned the the uh, Dolphins at five and three in that division. Um, the Jets had a had a tough loss. Uh, also in that division, they played the Patriots. Uh, the Jets had won four in a row, but uh, they came up against the Patriots, and now they've lost thirteen in a row to the hoodie and that Patriots uh, franchise. Uh, Belichick set the uh, or passed George Hallis for second place on the all-time coaches winning list, and he probably doesn't even come close to second place without playing the Jets because he probably has about 20, 30, I don't know how many wins, but he gets two a year. He's probably been in the league, probably got 40 wins against the Jets to uh, make that record. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, I think it's up on his, his big board. And he goes, we'll just chalk up that win. That's easy. That's a, that's a gimme. That's a given. Right. Yeah. And then also too, Hey, um, the, the, the running back for the Patriots had a huge game. Stevenson, yeah. six, 16 carries, 71 yards, seven receptions, 72 yards. Yeah. He had a big game. 144 big. yards. And, um, yeah, he, he Ramonde Stevenson, I love that guy. And he's really, um, yeah, stepped up huge. Uh, another guy that had a massive game was Devin McCourty. Uh, he's one of those holdovers from their Super Bowl years. Uh, he picked off Zach Wilson twice. And um, that those were obviously uh, huge, 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 uh, big factor in getting this 22-17 win. Um, 
Zach Wilson looked his age, uh, made some big mistakes. And uh, yeah, when, when, in, when a young guy comes up against Belichick and the Belichick's defense, usually they fail. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Belichick, he, he's, he's a genius, obviously at scheming with uh, young quarterbacks where he yeah. hides stuff, where it's just like, and then they look and they go, wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And like literally, he's like, "What just happened? Did he just Houdini me again?" Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah exactly. Because you're on the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I I just I blasted through the uh, Dolphins when I was mentioning the heroes of the week. Uh, Jalen Waddle also had a phenomenal game there. Uh, eight yes. for 106 with two touchdowns. Gasecki had a TD catch, and um. The the Lions, man, they're involved in in these shootout games. They had a big lead on the Dolphins, but uh, their defense is so bad. Uh, they're now one yeah. and six. Uh, the owner of the Lions said that Dan Campbell's safe. Uh, they know they're in rebuild mode. Uh, be patient. They're going to turn this around. The offense is good. Defense needs fixing. And uh, be patient. They they say. I was uh, I was pretty surprised that. Um, that that Ford family came out and said, "Hey, hang on, hang on. Uh, don't uh, call for his head yet. Uh, we like him. We want him. We're gonna keep him. Be patient. And, uh, next year we'll be good." Oh, I I completely agree with the Ford family. They should keep that guy because even with their 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 trouble, their trials and tribulations, the Lions, those players are playing really hard for yeah. that guy. Yeah. All right, and so if the players are reacting that way, they're they're trying to give their all to play for this for this man, and you keep that guy. Yeah, you keep him. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, he's been great, and uh, this this thing looks like it's turning around. Uh, they've had some heartbreaking losses. They got to get definitely some help on D. But um, yeah, I, I I I like them. It's they're fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I think uh, next year uh, we'll we'll see a big turnaround. Um, okay, AFC West. Uh, the division-leading Chiefs, they sit at 5-2. and two. They had a bye week. Uh, Second-place Chargers, 4-3. and three. They also had a bye. Uh, so let's uh, talk about the Broncos. Uh, Broncos went in, out to London, had a long trip to London. Uh, everybody was on Russell Wilson. Man, we're hearing stories just coming out of the woodwork. Everybody wants to pile on and, and say how lousy of a teammate he was, how fake he is, how this and that, and everybody's just trying to get a piece of Russell Wilson. Uh, this was his best game of the year. Uh, finally get a, a victory after a real big struggle. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about finally seeing him do okay and, and them getting a win over the Jags? It's the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. He got the win. That's the most important thing. But it's the Jags. Yeah. And also, too, if I'm really going to look at the score, he only managed to orchestrate three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're the lowest scoring team in the NFL, and uh, they have really had a, had their troubles. But uh, he he looked good at times, had some three and outs and some struggles. But uh, it's the best he's looked. So uh, hopefully uh, that's the start of something good for Broncos fans and for him. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. uh uh, they're they have to be just pulling their hair out because this guy has all the talent in the world, but he makes some huge mistakes. Uh, the 
the interceptions that he threw really were contributing to this loss. And, and uh, this team has had so many heartbreaking losses. I think all six of their losses have been by one score. Every game they've been involved in has been by one score. Um, you think they, you know, they look better for sure with Doug Peterson there, but uh, Lawrence has got to get mature and, and not make these mistakes. It's uh, it's really killing them. Yeah, it is. But also, too, these are the growing pains of going through it with a young quarterback. Yeah. This is this is this is the whole. This is part of the deal. This is what True. you got to go through. Yeah. But at least the good thing is in their backfield, it looks like they're in good hands with Etienne Jr. Twenty-four yeah. carries, one hundred fifty-six yards, one touch. I think they found themselves a stud in the back. He looked great, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's phenomenal, and uh, he was injured all last season, missed the entire year. So um, good to see him back, and uh, good to see him contributing that much. Uh, yeah, hundred over one hundred fifty yards is a a hell of a day on an NFL field. So good on them. Um, okay. Uh, as I mentioned, Raiders, uh, they are in the bottom of the West two and five. Um, could they be the worst team in the NFL right now? Uh, we just talked about Detroit, but to get shut out 24, nothing, not even show up like, wow, what the hell is this? What, what's going on in, in Vegas? Yeah, it's, it's concerning because, you know, you got that guy, Devontae Adams, who I don't really even have him on the stats. Like it's like, oh, what 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 happened? You know that guy's there, right? <laughs> you can throw him the football. It's odd, man. It's odd. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. And especially with the fact that they couldn't even generate a field goal. Like what? Yeah. Or or the fact that I think throughout the course of the game, I think it only happened in the third or fourth quarter where they, they didn't even pass. Half, they they get past half, Jesus. you know, yeah. and you're just like, what, what, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, it was bizarre. Uh, I couldn't believe how uh, how lousy they looked, and and it wasn't like they were up against a massive juggernaut or anything. Mm-hmm. The Saints Saints are just average. Uh, Kamara had a great game, but uh, but yeah, to get shut out, uh, barely show up. Uh, Adams uh, three yards on one catch. Uh, you know, one of the one of the biggest weapons in the game. Uh, I don't know. He must have been double or triple teamed. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the whole game, but uh, maybe that was the game plan by the Saints. Just everybody on Devonte and let anybody else catch the ball. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, and yeah, just have them run free because I don't believe Carr can hit anybody today. So don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah that's this has to be uh, one of Carr's worst performances in his career. I see they benched him for a little bit too. He only had 101 yards and, a, and, a, and an interception. Uh, Jarrett Stidham came in, not exactly uh, one of those amazing uh, backup quarterbacks to come in and <laughs> rally the troops. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think some changes have to be made. We'll see if they uh, make some deals at the deadline, either they're buyers or they're sellers. Uh, you know, you think maybe they have to be sellers, but uh, geez, uh, it's bad in Vegas. Uh, Shiny new stadium, but horrible team right now. Very shiny new stadium, by the way. Like, it, it's beautiful. But, yes, the team is playing very badly right now. <laughs> uh, terrible, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, okay, let's turn to the AFC North. Uh, the Ravens sit on top five and three. 
Uh, they got a big win on Thursday night over the Bucks, 27-22. Uh, Lamar looked great. Uh, Tom Brady looks old. And, uh, yeah, Ravens, um, yeah, I think they're the quality of this division, obviously. And uh, just keep chugging along. Yeah, they keep chugging along. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked fantastic, 27-38. 238 yards, two touchdowns, nine carries for another 43 yards. And uh, and Brady only, unfortunately, just one touchdown. I I, I got to say, I got to say, as much as nothing phases that man, I think what he's going through in his personal life is affecting him on the field now. Yeah. I, I, I believe it is. I think it is. I'm – I'm pretty shocked, and and most people that I've talked to are pretty shocked that uh, Giselle just had this ultimatum. You uh, you go out of retirement, and we're done. And he said, "Okay, see you later. I'm retiring." And and she actually, you know, they've they've filed the papers for the divorce, and supposedly that's it. They are they are done. Um, I'm shocked that she wouldn't just give him another year to you know work it out, get it get it out of his system, and. And move on, but uh, no, I guess that's hard line. That's it. And uh, he he chose football over her. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy, because you know, like she's you could kind of argue, depending on your taste, she's one of the the most beautiful women on the planet. Not good enough for Tom, though. <laughs> <laughs> pretty weird, yeah. Pretty strange. That's a bit bizarre uh, going through this. You don't, you know, you don't talk, you don't really find too much about guys' personal lives and the yeah. women that they're dating or being in, in marriages with. But uh, this one has been splashed all over the media. And, and you know, we've known for a really long time that he's married to, you know, supermodel. And, and it seemed like they had a great life. And, uh, you know, just boom, this, this is really weird that it came down to this and uh, the, the split is on and, and uh, moving on to their, yeah, they're going their separate ways. Well, you know what? It, it's what we perceive, right? We don't know what's happening behind closed doors in their in their household. Maybe they've had problems for years and it finally culminated into this. Because, you know, like, if you look at both of them, they're both at the peak of what they do in their industries. You could actually argue that they're both alphas. So with that being said, they're kind of both used to getting what they want. Right. Now, all of a sudden, now she has to play second fiddle to this guy over and over and over again. Maybe finally she's just like, enough's enough. You promised me this. You said you would do this. We talked about it. And they, they probably could have even talked about it for like two years leading yeah. up to the yeah. supposed retirement. Yeah. Right? And good, then good. he goes, forget it. <laughs> I'm going back. Yeah. Like, all right. I already told you how it was going to be if you went back on right. your work. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. 42 days of retirement uh, wasn't good enough for her, I guess. And uh, I, I I know he he missed some of training camp because supposedly he took her to some, you know, beautiful beach and, uh, you know, tried to tried to sort it out. But I, mean, I guess she just wasn't having it. Uh, I, I've heard of comments that, you know, football is a violent sport. I've been worried about him for a while. Uh, you know, didn't want, um, to, you know, to him to get hurt and that. But, you know, she cares enough that she's worried about him getting hurt. You'd think she cared enough to make this work, you know, with one one extra season. I, he played 20 years, you know, one more year. What I, I just can't figure out one more year. It doesn't seem like too much. Is it one more year or is it another year after this? 
Because he actually hasn't, has he actually come out and said that this is his last year? No, he hasn't. Yeah, there you go. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, okay, so there's one more year. And then Tom goes, well, one more year. Then all of a sudden, it's like the Brett Favre thing. I'll retire again. No, no, I'm coming back. One <laughs> right. <more year. laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we've <laughs> seen it. You're right. Brett Favre did it a bunch of times. And yeah, it pissed everybody off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, crazy. And, and it's, but yeah, it seems to be affecting him. Something's affecting him because this Bucks team and him do not look like that team that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. No, no, they don't look anything close to it. And on top of that, he has all his weapons back. Like all, all the, all his receivers are back on the field. They're, they're there. They're playing. The only kept person he's missing is Gronk. Yeah. Is Gronk the missing ingredient? <laughs> if, does he have to make a call and say, buddy? I need you to come back. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't Brady, it wasn't Belichick. It was actually Gronk that uh yeah, was the you know reason why they won all the Super Bowls. And uh Gronk uh, better make some commercials uh saying that and uh yeah, he could make some big money. I was actually the GOAT. Don't tell those to call those guys the GOAT. Uh this proves it. I was the GOAT. Yeah, yeah, because he can't win without me. <laughs> that would be amazing I, I, I wouldn't put past him he's a hilarious guy and that would be great uh we got to get a hold of gronk and and put a commercial together for complete oh, yeah. sports media uh <laughs> they can't win without me i told you no i told i told you like i i warned them too i said well if i'm retiring you know you should probably retire <laughs> just say just say <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome phenomenal <laughs> Uh, okay, we just uh, witnessed the uh, Monday nighter, and uh, it finished 32-13 Browns. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Bengals still sit second in the division, four and four. Uh, Browns are now three and five, and uh, Steelers sit at the bottom, two and six, uh, off that uh, loss to the Eagles. So um, yeah, that it's starting to shape up. Uh, do you think the Bengals and the Ravens are really going to be in a dogfight uh, this entire year for this division crown? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I think so, because I, I think Burrow will definitely figure it out. He'll 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 win some tough games. He'll they'll win games. They'll All win right. games. And Lamar Jackson, if he keeps playing at this higher level, you know, like he's I still consider him as a possible MVP candidate of the league if yeah. he keeps playing at this level. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, again, Lamar being the genius that he is goes, nah, you know what? I'm not going to sign a contract. I won't do that. Yeah. I'll wait to the end. And then you're just going to have to pay me so much more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He bet on himself and uh, yeah. it's a, it's a smart bet. Holy cow. Yeah. They're going to have to open up the Brinks trucks and drive it over to his place. And holy cow, big money's coming. Yeah. Beep, beep. Beep. Yeah, that, that is a big truck. That is a big truck. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be full of money for him. That's awesome. Yeah, love to see guys bet on themselves and do well. Would have been horrible to see him get injured or something crazy and, and not be able to cash in because, man, he had talent. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, let's just uh, briefly uh, talk about the South. Titans, they're clearing away the – the uh, front runner of that division. Uh, we talked a lot about them and that uh, Derrick Henry uh, 
hero talk and uh, Colts had a real big heartbreaker loss against uh, the commanders. Uh, they had the victory in their grasp. Uh, commanders got two touchdowns in the last, uh, I think it was the last three minutes and 40 seconds. I think it was to uh, pull out that win. Um, Colts have uh, surprised a lot of people and uh, they, they seem to have that win, but um, uh, Sam Ehlinger, his first uh, ever start, the former Texas Longhorn, six-round pick, uh, wasn't able to uh, pull out the victory. I guess not a surprise when uh, this guy's coming in halfway through the year, getting his first start ever. Um, yeah, maybe it was a bit of a shock that he was even leading in this game for so long. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But you know what? At the end of the day, you got trusted Taylor Heineke. That's your guy. That's <laughs> always been your guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the guy that really, I think, uh, turned this game around was Terry McLaurin, though. Uh, scary Terry. Uh, did you see him wrestle the ball away from Stefan Gilmore? Uh, yes. That was a beautiful, beautiful grab. And uh, Gilmore had his hands on the ball. Uh, McLaurin grabbed it, had it, pulled it down about the one yard line. Um, uh, as he said, Heineke, he uh, p- punched the ball in one play later, and and that was the uh, that was the difference in the game. Yeah, that was the difference in the game. And I, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna throw it out there. Maybe they should look at Heineke to start for the rest of the season. Yeah, you guys yeah. like this guy is actually winning football games. Yeah, whereas Carson Wentz is. You know, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I, I agree. I, I, no, I, I like I like Heineke. I think he's a I think he's a good quarterback, and I think um yeah I, I think too. he could do really good things for them. Yeah, I I do too. Like like you just look at his look at his stats: twenty three, thirty one, two seventy nine, one touchdown, one interception, and then he got the last touchdown by running it in. You know what I mean? So the guy the guy definitely knows he has an idea of how to win. And what yeah. it takes to win. No? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, that's the AFC picture. NFC picture, quick. Uh, let's uh blast through it. Uh class of the class of the conference so far, seven and all the Eagles. Uh we we mentioned them a bit. Do you want to do you want to mention anything more about their 35-13 win and uh going seven and all? Um, not really. Not what what more can you say? Like Sanders is amazing. He had nine carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. Hertz was amazing. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, almost threw for 300 yards. They're rolling. They're they're they're, they're, they're literally the class of the NFL right now. They're rolling. Yeah, they made some huge, huge acquisitions uh, over the offseason. And and, uh, Jason Kelsey was on the Manning cast tonight. Uh, along with his brother Travis Kelsey, who plays for the Chiefs, obviously. Um, fun to watch the Manning cast. They had a bunch of Cleveland guys on tonight. Uh, one of the guys was Brad Paisley, a country singer. He's a Cleveland guy. and uh, I didn't see all the list of guys they had on, but fun to watch. And, and uh, Kelsey's uh, actually, you know, funny enough, Jason Kelsey is on the better team than Travis Kelsey. And, Travis has been on the Chiefs forever, and uh, but yeah, the uh, little brother is on the better team this year. Yeah, which is amazing. 
which is it's just it's super funny. Yeah. But that the other thing is though, I love that that the Mannings had other brothers that are in the league themselves yeah. on their show. Like I'm hoping that at some point in time they have the digs on the digs yeah. brothers. Yeah, Trayvon and Stefan, yeah. Yeah, that would be really sweet. Very good. Yeah, yeah. We should mention it to them, and uh, hopefully they bring them on because those two guys are uh, both phenomenal, uh, both either side of the ball. Yeah, no, and also, too, let's be honest here. We already just mentioned it. We know they watch. So it'll be fine. They'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh Steelers are looking rough uh Chase Claypool he had the only touchdown pass of the day uh our Abbotsford boy he threw it to Derek Watt uh the fullback there speaking of of uh, brothers in the league uh two brothers in the league there and uh, the least known Derek Watt got, gets the lone touchdown for the Steelers wait 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 what is that is that is that is that TJ and JJ's brother? Yeah. yeah. So the, the, what? I didn't even know that. There's three Watts in there. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love that. What yeah. kind of what kind of family is that? What do they what do they feed them kids? Uh, yeah, I know. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Phenomenal. Those three guys. Uh, I, I I they've definitely shown them a lot because they had a they had their own TV show. It was kind of like a game of tag. And uh, all three brothers were on the show and and uh, always throwing on a lot of quips and quick-witted answers and stuff. And it was pretty fun. But, um, yeah, that family obviously feeding their boys well. And uh, three guys in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I, I, I couldn't imagine their poor mother's, like, grocery bill from week <laughs> to week. It's like it's thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars to feed these guys. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah, it must have been brutal. Yeah, yeah. Even when they're out of house and home, taking out a second mortgage just to feed the boys. Yeah. Hopefully they paid paid her back once they all made the league. I I think I think she got it back in space. I think so. I think she actually now has a personal chef. She doesn't cook anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't doubt it, that's for sure. Um okay, so we mentioned Philly, top of the east, but uh Right behind them, uh, Giants and Cowboys. Cowboys had a massive win, 49-29 over the uh, the Bears. And, uh, man, they they looked strong. Uh, we mentioned Pollard off the top. Uh, Got to mention him again. Uh, 14 for 131, uh, three touchdowns, and even had a catch for 16 yards. Um, yeah, just uh, – really really stepped in to Zeke's shoes and uh had had the best game of the season for the Cowboys by far. Yeah, and and uh, another thing that I'm I'm just I'm so proud to say this that Jerry Jones didn't tell the coach go with Cooper Rush. I I'm I'm really glad he didn't go in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I know at one point in time he thought there'd be a quarterback controversy. It's <laughs> hilarious. But uh, now that yeah. Prescott back in there, 21 to 27, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, oh, then he ran in another one for another touchdown. So, yeah, you got the right guy in there, Jerry. Don't, don't ever, don't need to overthink it. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, yeah. Get a, don't be so meddlesome because, uh, yeah, they got the right guy in there. It was weird that he was even considering there was some controversy there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, that would have been ridiculous if we talk about Cooper Rush right now. It's like, oh, you got Prescott on the bench. 
good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine all the money with Zeke on the bench and Dak on the bench, all that money sitting there. Oh, man. That would have been probably the most expensive bench you'd ever had. Oh, yeah, ever, ever seen. Yeah. In the history of the league, yeah, maybe in professional sports. Yeah, insane. Very yeah. Insane. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Giants, 6-1 uh, and one going into this game against the Seahawks. Uh, this was actually the only game of the week also, that had two teams above 500. I mentioned it last week. It was the Titans and the Colts. This was the Giants and the Seahawks, the only two teams facing each other with uh, better than 500 records. And uh, Seahawks were favored by three because they were home. But a lot of people thought the Giants were going to give them a big run for their money. But uh, this Seahawks team has emerged as the front runner, the division leader, Geno Smith most accurate quarterback in the game and uh, another huge win 27 13 over the G-Men. And it seems to me as we go along this season, that the Seahawks defense seems to be getting better Yeah, from week to week. Like they seem to be getting better from week to week. Or I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, this is, this is encouraging. If you're a Seahawks fan to see that the defense is stepping up and then Geno Smith is just still doing his thing. You know, like and who would have ever thought that Geno Smith would be the answer? Yeah. He would be the savior. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, what uh, I'm not sure what the you know Seahawks management uh, you know saw in him. Uh, you know, but it's pretty nice to have a 10-year guy backing up and coming in. He's been in the league 10 seasons before this one. Um, you know, you're not gonna have too many backups that aren't washed up that are going to be able to step into those shoes and, and fill them great. And, and uh, the, the passes that he didn't complete yesterday were typically right in the hands of the receiver. They were either dropped or the defender just knocked it out of their hands. Uh, he wasn't, he's not throwing the ball uh, anywhere where they can't catch the ball. Um, I'm, I'm super impressed. And uh, it would be amazing if he started getting some MVP converse, conversation if uh, this team definitely keeps winning and uh, you know, he, he probably will be comeback player of the year anyway. Oh yeah. I, I think that that's almost a given right now. If he continues to play at this high a level and his accuracy is absolutely insane because yeah. Lockett could have had two touchdowns in this game, but he dropped one oh, yeah. and it was a gimme. Yeah. That was, was a great there. Yeah. It was, that was tough. I saw even DK have a couple that uh, he should have had, but didn't. Yeah. He's super sure-handed. Both those guys are sure-handed, and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, those two weapons are huge. Uh, really good to see Kenneth Walker emerge and uh, be that uh, running back they need. And uh, this team is fun to watch. And uh, yeah, they're rolling. Uh, nobody, nobody, nobody in the world had the Seahawks first in this division going into the season. No, nobody had them first in the division like that. And nobody would have had would have thought that Geno Smith up until this point would be having a way better season than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Nobody thought that either. No, that's true. Exactly. Uh, okay. In the middle of the division, the Niners and the Rams faced off against each other. Uh both um looking pretty decent, uh, you know, having their their struggles. But we talked about the Niners off the top. Uh, obviously Christian McCaffrey being the, the biggest catalyst to the win. Uh, what's wrong with the Rams though? Uh, three and four 
defending Super Bowl champions. I don't think we thought they would struggle this much so far. No, we, we didn't think that. Um, I don't think Stafford has been incredibly on right now as of yet. But mm. if there's one person that has been always on, just like a beautiful Ford truck that he is, is Cooper Cup. Yeah. It is the the guy is just oh, I'll just I'll just keep on trucking and doing my thing. The only problem is he, he had a touchdown and 80 yards pretty much. But the only thing is he can't do it alone. No. That that's that's the only problem. It's like you you can depend on him, but he cannot do it alone. And where's Allen Robinson? Like they, they yeah. got this guy yeah. and he has not really shown them what they paid for him to do. No. So, yeah. Yeah, that he's been a he's been bust really so far this year, and uh, yeah, very disappointing. Not not being able to uh, be that dynamic guy like they thought they would compliment Cup at all. Uh, Cup actually got injured late in this game. Uh, Sean McVay came uh, into the press conference and apologized and said, "I probably shouldn't have had him in there in a game that uh, you know was out of reach." And uh, luckily, it looks like Cup's injury isn't going to threaten um, many lost games. He might he might miss one, but it uh, looked like he had a pretty bad ankle injury and uh, something was wrong with his hand as well. So uh, hopefully he can heal up and, and um, yeah, he, he won't uh, have to miss much, much action, if any at all. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of need that guy because he's the one person on offense that they, is absolutely dependable for them. So. Yeah. yeah, he sure is, yeah. Uh, okay, sitting at the bottom of the West are the Cards. Uh, they they lost to the Vikes, uh, who you know sit at the top of the North six and one. Um, I think the uh, Cards came out of the gate last year. I think they won the first eight or nine. Uh, then they they struggled. Uh, they seem like they can't really pull it together quite yet. Um, great to see. Uh, D hop back and, and playing phenomenal, have a really great game as well. But um, they just, uh, yeah, they, they just don't seem to be good enough right now to uh, win some of these tight games. Yeah. I, I think one of the problems with the cards, they just seem to fall behind their teams that they're playing way too quick. Like they're, they're not playing with the lead. Right. But I do want to say Murray must be super happy that Hopkins is back because that one touchdown catch he had, he was covered. Yeah. The guy, he didn't do it. The DB didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he was in perfect position. It's just that D-Hop just went around him and grabbed the ball with one hand, and it was a touchdown. <laughs> and uh, by the way, great throw by Murray. If like, yeah. they even have the confidence to throw it like that, <laughs> wow. Yeah, those two are on the same page quite often. They obviously, uh, you know, they obviously need a, a little more, I guess, defensively that they're, they're lacking. But um, Rondale Moore had a touchdown. Zach Fritz had a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, this team, you know, dynamic. Kyler Murray, when he gets out in space and he's got Hopkins, he could just got to throw it in his area. And, you know, the guy pulled down 12 catches a game. And, uh, you know, he missed six games at the start of the year. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals would probably have much better record if, Hopkins was in this whole entire season so far. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I think that goes without saying because the guy just kind of walk, waltzes in and mid, like we're getting close to the middle of the season being like, okay, I know I haven't played a little bit. I'll still probably get 160 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Kind of incredible. Kind yeah. of incredible. Okay, on the other side of the ledger there, the Vikings, uh, they uh, went out to a 6-1 and one record. Um, I don't think a lot of people are talking about them as being one of the elite teams quite yet. But, um, yeah, when you look at the record, you look the the weapons they have and uh, who's engineering it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 impressed. Uh, they're looking pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I'm impressed as well. I'm I'm still hesitant on giving them that elite team status yeah. because I, for whatever reason, I, I just I feel that Cousins will let me down at some point. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm hoping he doesn't. I hope that he continues to have this stellar season. Um, but uh, in Delvin Cook, 20 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. You know, like their 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 top offensive weapons are having great seasons so far. Yeah, yeah. Cousins, uh, two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Uh, Madison got a TD. Uh, you know, to, to have three touchdowns on the ground and two through the air. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a very balanced attack. And and um, yeah, a uh, class class of the division. Obviously, uh, we talked about the Packers on that Sunday nighter, but um, yeah, to be four more losses uh, in the loss column than the Vikings, I think, uh, you know, almost kissing goodbye, this division title, uh, they're going to have to fight it out for a wild card, try to pull this thing around. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to be a good teammate right now. He's throwing guys under the bus, constantly complaining (laughs) about what he doesn't have and what they're doing wrong. And um, yeah, it seems like it's a mess there. He got paid, though, Aaron. So isn't everything all good? <laughs> that that would be my thing. It's just like, but you got paid, so whatever, man. Yeah, that's what you wanted the most because you know, like, if you wanted to win games, maybe you would have taken a little bit less or helped out the team. But you didn't do that. You didn't do any of that. You got paid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. guess uh, hard to complain when uh, yeah you took up all the money they couldn't keep Devontae. And- uh, none of the other guys, and uh, yeah, I guess you know, suffer with your fifty million a year. I guess. Yeah, and he's he's suffering really, really badly. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this is so hard. But yeah, I, I it's unfortunate too that Aaron is like that. He's built that way where he feels the need to call his teammates out constantly, either yeah. like post game or on the podcast or whatever. I think there's certain things that you should just do always behind closed doors. Yeah. And that's especially if you have like a young receiving core, which is what he has. So what, so by you doing this constantly week after week, are you reinforcing their confidence? No, it's yeah. actually quite the opposite. Yeah. You're having the opposite effect. Yeah. It's pretty weird that he, he doesn't get that. He, there's a lot of things he doesn't get. He gets paid big time, but he doesn't get uh, how to be a teammate and how to pump your team up and, and uh, yeah, it's 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 probably going to get uglier there than before it gets nicer. And uh, uh, look out, uh, yeah, Packers fans aren't used to this. Uh, they face the Lions next week, so not going to be probably uh, taking a loss there. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a long season uh, in Green Bay. Um, okay, looking ahead uh, this week, uh, Thursday game, Eagles play the Texans. Eight uh, no, uh, I think it's a guaranteed lock. Uh, eight no, or are you uh, willing to put uh, put your reputation on that being a, a, a victory for the Eagles again? Let me let me think about that for a second. Absolutely, okay. yes, I am putting everything on it. 
I Every wish week. we, uh, yeah, I wish we had the uh, guaranteed uh, Charles Barkley balloons coming down and stuff. Guaranteed. Well, yeah, one five and one Texans facing this seven and oh, this could be the biggest spread we've seen in the NFL in a, quite a few years. I wonder what kind of uh, point spread we're gonna see on for Thursday. Uh, do you think do you it's think- be like three touchdowns? I think at least two. Yeah. I, I I would say definitely at least two, yeah. two touchdowns for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I'm sure it's going to be uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be ugly. Uh, probably not a game that you really have to be uh, tuned in for a nail biter. Uh, but if you want to see a, a absolute juggernaut, uh, AJ Brown might even get four touchdowns in the first half. Well, yeah, four touchdowns or maybe five or six. Like maybe Hertz just goes, let's just go for a record. Huh? You want to go for a record? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see if we can do it. Yeah. Okay. This will be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Some of the other games I'm looking forward to. Uh, Seahawks and the Cardinals. We talked about them. There's uh, the Titans and the Chiefs. That will be. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, Rams and the Bucks. Uh, looking forward to Ooh. that uh, on on Sunday. And uh, the Monday Nighters has the uh, Ravens and the Saints. Um, Chargers and Falcons look pretty good. Bills and Jets is always good. That interdivisional matchup. Yeah, a lot of fun games to um, look forward to this coming Sunday. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of great games. I, I'm actually quite curious to see the Bucks and the Rams since they're both teams are struggling right now. No. And then it looks like the Rams might be missing Cooper Cup anyways for that particular game. So this could be Brady's chance. Get a win. This could be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it might be. That might be. We got to tune in. That's for sure. Um, okay, why don't we turn to the UFC? They had another card. Uh, UFC uh, White Knight 216, Vegas 63. Um a crazy uh it's been crazy how many fights we've lost to injury during the fight and the last little while um we had uh in this year alone we've had three main events fall off from the uh fighter getting injured uh ortega uh blew out his knee as same as calvin cater did this weekend and uh tom aspinall uh, messed up his shoulder, and uh, we saw TJ Dillashaw also blew out his shoulder. Uh, it's been tough, tough, tough. You're anticipating these amazing matchups. The matchmakers have got it right. We get some amazing contenders or some, uh, you know, guys fighting for the belt, and then bam, uh, Cater tries to throw a flying knee, comes down awkwardly, blows out his knee, can't. Uh, can't really get it stabilized. Allen throws a kick to pull out his good leg. And then as soon as he has to try to step on that bad leg, it gives out on him again and uh, fights over. Uh, nobody's happy when something like this happens. No, it, it, it absolutely sucks because you know that, that this fight could have been a classic yeah. if it was allowed to progress normally as it should. I just remember, though, when he did throw that flying knee where I'm like, ah, looks really awkward. Weird. Like, I was like, it looked like he was even off balance when he threw it in the first yeah. place. Right. And so when he landed and I, and I love it, 
when like the the that the broadcast team goes, oh, let's see that in slow motion. <laughs> right there, you see that, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of disgusting. So, yeah, but over, uh, yeah, over and over and and see, oh, look, oh, yeah. yeah, no, no, it's so brutal. That. <laughs> so it's brutal. But when you saw that happen, I give I give all of these guys all the credit in the world for being as tough as they are. But at some point in time, okay, I'm the coaches, right? So you know that he's done. I mean, I'm sorry to say it. He's done. Yeah. Do you not just protect your fighter at that point in time and say, yeah. that's it. Yeah. We're calling yeah. it. You Throw know what I mean? Towel. Because like, in the he towel has no, and he has no there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't put your fighter in harm's way like that. And, and, you know, jeopardize his potential career and his possibly his life. Cause yeah. you know, if you blow it a knee even way worse than that, uh, you might not ever walk straight again. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I look at that, and I understand the significance of like you want to, you want to reinforce your guy like like he's almost like he's indestructible, like he's Superman, not Superman, and that's a real injury. That's a major injury. Yeah. I, I, I thought about this last night. How many times have we seen somebody with a catastrophic, like knee or leg injury, come back and win a fight? How many times has that actually happened? Doesn't. I don't think it's ever happened. No, I think it's doesn't. actually zero. Yeah, yeah. So what's the point? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. I know you. You know you want to give your fighter every opportunity. You want him to, you know, maybe pull out a victory. But uh, when it, when an injury is that that bad, you just it's just time to stop it and move on. Um, nobody. Yeah. Nobody was happy with that main event uh, finishing that way. Uh, but Arnold Allen is now on a 10 fight win streak. He, um, he said he does, he's not sure, uh, what he wants next. He, he knows that Volkanovsky is going to be fighting, uh, Islam Makhachev next. So he's like, okay, well, the belt's not there, uh, to fight the champ, but maybe an interim title. And I, I thought of three possibilities of guys that, um, he might get an opportunity to fight, uh, Josh Emmett who's on a five-fight win streak. Uh, Yair Rodriguez and uh, Brian Ortega, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, as long as Ortega um, can fully recover himself from uh, his knee injury. But um, I think uh, I would probably pit him up against Emmett right now and then have Yair maybe waiting in the, in the wings. Uh, and then the other two guys that are in that mix – are Holloway and Korean Zombie, but I think those guys should kind of face each other and maybe let Ortega heal a little longer. Emmett right. Allen, I think, uh, makes the most sense. That's that's actually a good call. Like, I, I think that does make a lot of sense. Uh, those two going at it because Allen can't fight anybody behind him at this point in time. That that makes absolutely zero sense. No, and he'll probably take over Cater's five spot. Just right. move up a spot, uh, six to five, and so it has to be somebody like above him yeah. that he has to fight. And yeah. I think, yeah, and it makes sense. When you've won ten in a row, you know you you deserve yeah. to, you know, really have one more fight, uh, possibly and, for an interim title, and uh, you know, even be the guy waiting in the wings for the the winner of the the championship fight. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's not too far to wait for the the winner of the. 
Volkanovsky, Makachev, but different uh, weight division. Uh, they will probably put an interim belt on the line, and uh, it makes sense to me that Allen's in the mix. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense to me too as well because, like, I think in his division, he has the most – he has the longest winning streak right now. He has yeah. to. Yeah. Um, okay, what about the Coleman? Uh Great fight between uh, two really tough guys. Max Griffin and Tim Dirtybird means uh nice decision victory for Griffin. He's won four of his last five. And um yeah, fought a, a really tough game guy in means who's been a warrior and been in there, you know, forever. Uh very impressive win. Very impressive win. Means is just a tough dude to fight. Yeah. Like like he 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 is an absolute load to fight. Like because Griffin dropped him. Possibly looking like he was going to end the fight quickly in the first, and I, but at the same time, as I'm watching the fight, I go, "No, nah, that's probably not going to happen," because that's <laughs> yeah. Tim Beans, and he will figure it out. And yeah. he did begin to figure it out. He began to counter him a lot better. Began to try to take away his movement by always attacking the lead leg with his calf kicks and stuff. Like Means is just as he's just a very intelligent, smart, tough fighter. And yeah. in that third round, which was the round that would decide who was going to win or not. That was still really close, man. Oh, that yeah. was still really close. Sure. Of course it was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, really close. And um, yeah, one of my favorite fights of the year, actually, uh, I really enjoyed this fight. And um, yeah, I, I would watch these guys uh, do battle all the time. I, I love both of them and it was fun. Uh, there was talk today about the possibility of Max Griffin fighting either Randy Brown or Chaos Williams. Those are the two names that have been bandied about. Uh, hell of a, Both of them would be just amazing matchups. Yeah, yeah, they're both amazing matchups, and neither of those guys are easy. No. No, nobody, no easy fights between those two guys. So, so no. yeah, good no. luck, Griffin. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, yeah. Uh, okay, there was um, a... A UFC debut at heavyweight uh, with Waldo Cortez Acosta fighting uh, Jared Vandera. Both these guys came out of the Dana White Contender Series. Uh, these are these are two of ten fighters that are in the heavyweight division that came off the Dana White Contender Series. And um, it looks like uh, Waldo will go up a little bit. Uh, Vandera will go down a little bit, but I think they'll probably fight a few of these guys, both of them. Uh, Jelton Almeida, Lucas Brzezinski, Martin Budai, Austin Lane, Dante Mays, Rodrigo Nascimento, Josh Parisian, uh, Mick Parkin, and uh, yeah, these two guys that were in there. Uh, fun battle. Um, Waldo looks looks great for his first, uh, first battle. Uh, I was impressed. Yeah, his boxing was on point. Is that his definitely that's his strong suit was his boxing and it definitely stood out. Um, I was still impressed by Vandera, his his okay. uh, their tactics of what they wanted to do to attack uh, uh, Costa, which was like leg kicks. Leg kicks. It was basically brutal, yeah. boxing versus leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, definitely would have been hard to be a judge. You yes. Know, uh, I you know I think Vandera did exactly his game plan what he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, he you know he should have landed probably a few more headshots and body shots, but um, he was just chopping that leg 
cost has got to get Acosta's got to get better at defending those yeah. leg kicks because um yeah his he won't have you know his his stats will be compromised big time and other guys will knock him out if uh, he doesn't figure that game out but uh, it would have been very tough to be a judge in this one yeah it w- would have been super tough super tough because at the end of the day i actually kind of thought that bandera should have been given more credit for the damage that he was inflicting upon acosta's legs yeah and it just seemed like the judges didn't give him any of that nothing I know. A little bit surprised. Yeah, that was too bad for him. Yeah. Uh, I've also heard the possibility of Waldo fighting Chris Barnett next. Uh, I love Chris Barnett and his uh, dancing and his antics. And I think uh, they they seem like they would be probably pretty evenly matched. No, no. I I, I think I I like that. I like that matchup. I'm going to be honest, though. I think Chris Barnett has an immense amount of talent. I just wish he would just take his diet and like his overall, like his physical fitness a lot more serious. Because yeah. I think if he did, that guy could be a world beater. Yeah. I honestly do. I believe that. I believe he could be a world beater if he did that. That's but. true. Yeah. Good call. Um okay uh Treshawn Gore uh ends up getting a submission win over Josh Fremd. Um Fremd made a huge mistake. Fremd was actually winning this fight on the feet, decided to go for a, a takedown, left his neck exposed. Uh, when you when you try for that, you got to go inside, not outside with your neck. Uh, Gore just sunk in that guillotine and was not letting go on that. I, I was amazed that he was able to keep keep it and uh, end up getting, uh, you know, putting him to sleep and getting the submission win. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was very impressive. And the fact that he managed to, like, because Fremd did the right thing by trying to spin into it. But then by him spinning into it, Gore actually made it even tighter, Deeper, which yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, it got worse. It did not get any better. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, Gore, he, I think he tried to take his 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 head off his body. <laughs> it it kind of looked like that, where I'm like, oh, man, that, that does not look good. Because I, I don't think Fremd even had a chance to tap. Yeah. He was out. It was too late. Yeah, yeah. And he was definitely asleep. Uh, yeah, the referee didn't uh, notice it in time. And uh, he was he was out. He was napping early in the cage there. Uh, I was, um, yeah, I was impressed by Treshawn uh, pulling that off. And uh, even though Fremd uh, yeah, turned into it, flipped off the cage and did whatever he could. Uh, yeah. no, it, it did not work. No, no, nothing was going to work. Nothing was going to dislodge that guillotine choke from his neck. Okay, the the fight that kicked off the main card was Khalil Roundtree and Dustin Jacoby. Uh, a lot of people thought Jacoby won this. I did. Um, I I was quite surprised that it was, um, yeah, it was given to Roundtree. I thought Jacoby did did more and uh, and won this. Uh, who did you at at the end of the fight? Who did you think won? I agree with you. I thought Jacoby won because I thought his the way that he was approaching the fight was more intelligent than Roundtree. Roundtree, with every strike he was throwing, he was swinging for the fences, whereas Jacoby would take some steam off of his punches and pitter pat. Like what he was doing was kind of like what the Diaz would do. Bing, sure. bing, bing, bing. But you don't know which 
punch or strike is going to actually have the power behind it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was in a very effective way of fighting Roundtree because yeah. now you, you're making him think all the time of which strike do I actually have to look out for, right? Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought Jacoby being the busier fighter uh, and then the fact that he they, both guys were not backing up and the fact that I thought Roundtree was actually exhausting himself more by f- throwing everything full power. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I had Jacoby winning that fight. Uh, when Roundtree took the mic, uh, he said that uh, he does not want the UFC to give him another fight until he's in the video game. He said, I've been in the UFC seven years, and I'm not in the freaking video game. Are you kidding me? Uh, EA, get on it. UFC, get on it. If I'm not in the video game, do not book me for another fight. You know what? I, you know what? When he said that, I was like, well, why are you not in the video game? <laughs> like, like, honestly, I'm like, dude's been in there for seven years. That should be good enough. Yeah. He should be yeah. in. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Good uh, call. Yeah. We'll see uh, if they jump on it. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder why he was overlooked. I wonder how many fighters are on that uh, sports roster. It'd be nice to look into. Yeah. No, because like, so like, what, how many years do you have to be in the UFC? Eight? <laughs> Seven, just not good enough. Not I'm sorry, Khalil. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, that was really? funny. Yeah, I, I would have never thought a guy would uh, put his career on hold to get in the video game, but get on it, UFC. Come on. Seven years seems like good enough. Good enough. Oh, yeah, that's good enough. Or maybe he'll, he'll use that as uh, contract negotiations. It's like, all right, well, now let's get back to that video game thing. First off, I have to average like 90 across the board. Out of 100, all my skill set, 90. All right? <laughs> right. Secondly, I want to be known, like I want to be the most popular guy in that UFC video game. Can you make that happen? <laughs> yeah, that, that's part of the negotiations. That's a good negotiation. Why not? Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, okay, there was talk about uh, the possibility of um, these guys' next opponent today. I was reading quite a few things. Uh they uh the biggest suggestion i heard was alonzo menafield and jimmy crute and the possibility of them fighting Ooh. either one of those guys um yeah the uh the intermix crute with jacoby or with with roundtree and menafield being in there um pretty cool i was really impressed uh hearing both those names i would love to see either matchup either a matchup is works for me I think those are those are great matchups either way, whatever way that they want to shake it up. Yeah. Um, man, I couldn't I couldn't wait to talk about this featured prelim fight between Roman Delice and Phil Haas. Holy cow, Delice, man, this guy is violent. He was ruthless, and uh, he had Phil Haas in a brutal, brutal, brutal knee bar. That uh, once he heard it pop and uh, dislocate and tear apart, he lets go. Uh, the ref doesn't stop it. Pause tries to continue the fight. Uh, ends up getting KO'd really badly. Uh, this was nasty. This was crazy. Uh, Delice had, uh, you know, was was it being a sportsman by, uh, you know, pulling pulling off and letting him get out of it once he heard it pop, but. Uh, were you shocked that Hawes 
continue fighting after that. I didn't know what the heck that guy was made of. I was, I was like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, he's not gonna stop the fight himself. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I honestly, I couldn't believe it because then I, I wanted to go back and I record, like rewound it so I could see it again. And you see the man's knee just kind of go like, it's not going the right way. Right? <laughs> it's not going the right way. Right. And so. Once, once the lead say let go of it, I'm gonna be honest. If I was the lead say, I probably would too because I'm like, oh, this fight is over. Yeah. You got no more knee. Right. You just destroyed it. And then with the fact that Hawes was actually even able to stand up, I was like, none of that is normal. How is he doing that? Right. Yeah. But you could see the writing on the wall. He was very, very compromised. And the lead say is like, okay, well, I guess I'll just have to close the show. Bing, 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 up against the cage, and then it was over. Yeah. But again, again, if I'm Hawes Cornerman, I'm his coach, yeah. and I'm looking at it going, oh, hey, none of that is good. <laughs> Throw in the towel, maybe? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because unless, unless, I, I don't know where they were in the cage relative to yeah. you know, where the submission was taking yeah. place, but, but yeah, if they saw his <laughs> knee blow out like we they, did. You know, you got to just say that's it. Fight's over. Oh, you yeah. don't want him to take oh, this yeah. kind of punishment where he's standing on one leg, the other leg's completely blown. Yeah, and and, and on top of that, the ref is right there. Yeah. He's right there. Like, usually, you know, like, if, if, if the submission is catastrophic, like that one was, the fight's over. Yeah. Yet yeah. he was just like, oh, he fought out of it. No, he didn't fight out of it. The, the submission was completed and he destroyed his knee. Yeah. That's how it ended. Yeah, so. Hawes should have not taken more punishment and shouldn't have uh, lost in a KO fashion. Uh, it was tough to tough to watch. Uh, Delete yeah. is a, is a killer though, and uh, man, I'm I'm looking forward to him fighting again. Uh, I saw a bunch of possibilities of Delete's next opponent. Uh, I heard Gerald Mearshart as the number one. Um, the Winner between Darren Till and Duplessis. Uh, if it happens, I, I saw Darren Till has a barely bad eye injury uh, that he suffered in training camp, and he, that might that fight might get postponed or canceled. And then uh, there's a fight scheduled between Joaquin Buckley and Chris Curtis, and uh, Delice uh, could get the winner of that one too. So a lot of killers ahead for Delice, but. Um, very, very, very impressive performance by him, and and uh, this guy's just getting better and looking incredibly skilled in in every way. Oh, in every way, and especially like I'm, I, I was very impressed with the way that he changed together his submissions, yeah. and then all of a sudden it turned into that that, that knee bar attempt, which was successful, and it was pretty gross. Once <laughs> it was like, once he finished it off, I was just like, wow. But again. I give all these guys all the credit in the world. They are super tough, probably too tough for their own good because I'm sorry, but Hawes should have been like, or somebody that was in Hawes' corner should have been like, okay, this is over. It's done. done. Yeah, they should have called it right then and there. Um, We saw the um, legendary longtime uh, guy uh, in Andre Arlovsky in there. uh, up in the top uh, echelon of most performances, most wins, most finishes, most everything. 
Um, but uh, he takes a uh, submission loss to uh, Marcus Rogerio de Lima. And uh, every every time he takes a loss, you think, okay, this is it. This is it. But he, uh, he, he wants to fight forever and ever and ever. Uh, it's amazing. He was, he came in on a, I think a four fight win streak and, uh, but he took a loss here. Uh, what did you think about this one? I think he just kind of got mauled by a bear. You know, that's kind of, kind of what happened. Like that. I, I'm, I was shocked at the size difference between the two men yeah. because Arlovsky is a big dude, but Ruggiero is that much thicker than Arlovsky. You know, like once he started really throwing those hooks, you're just like, oh man, that's that's dangerous. That's a lot of power yeah. <laughs> coming at you right oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're right. There was a big size difference there, especially thickness. And, yes. Uh, holy cow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think he outweighed him by about twenty, but uh, just looked massively thick. Massive. Yeah. Um. I, I think we have to uh, cut this short. I, I do want to mention that Chase Hooper uh, looked terrible. Uh, Steve Garcia just came in there and just uh, beat this kid really badly. I thought uh, Hooper was starting to you know move up in skill level and starting to look uh, yeah like you know getting into his body and starting to look pretty good. But this was a complete mismatch. Uh, they everybody had Hooper winning this. Garcia just uh, beat him up bad. Yeah, yeah. I had Hooper winning this, and I couldn't have been more wrong. Three knockdowns in the round, and yeah, it was. It, he got mauled. Yeah, he got mauled. Yeah, no, it was. It wasn't even close. So, um, anything else you want to mention uh, from the card? Ah, uh, no, I am good. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Uh, quickly, let's uh, mention next Sunday. Another okay. um, USC Vegas card. Uh, we actually um, have a have a card that was uh, supposed to be this weekend, uh, or have a fight that was supposed to be this weekend has moved up to the main event. Uh, Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Lemos was supposed to be this Saturday, uh, but Bryce Mitchell and uh, Mavsar Evluev was supposed to be the main event here. Uh, that fight got canceled, so they moved uh rodriguez and lamos onto this one i'm i'm not super excited about it uh are you are you looking forward to this fight in 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 a certain way anyway so the co-main event right (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah Yeah. it is uh it is number three against number seven in a strawweight battle but uh this shouldn't have been the main event i i don't know why they didn't just move the co-main up to be the main and put Rodriguez Lemos somewhere in the mix here. But um, yeah, I think Magni and, and uh, D-Rod should be a hell of a battle. And I think fight of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am super looking forward to that because Rodriguez has been on a tear as of late yeah. and Neil Magni's Neil Magni. So I, I think this is going to be that that'll be probably the best fight out of the whole card. Yeah. Um, heavyweight battle, Chase Sherman, Jack Parisian. Uh, that'll be great to watch. Uh, Mark Madsen, still undefeated, coming in against Grant Dawson. He was actually also supposed to fight this past uh, Sunday. Uh, the fight against Drakkar Close was canceled, so he's been moved up, and he fights Dawson. Love this guy, and uh, really looking forward to 
watching him. Uh, I mentioned Jelton Almeida, heavyweight guy that came from the Dana White Contender Series. Uh, he's in a catchweight fight for some reason against Maxim Grisham. And, uh, yeah, that should be a good battle. Those two guys are big up-and-comers. And, and um, anything jump out at you on the prelim card? Uh, actually, uh, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Derek Minner fight again uh, on the on the, the main uh, pre- prelim uh, fight right there. Yeah, the feature fight there, yeah. The feature fight there against Shah Sha Yailan. Yailan? <laughs> let's go with yeah okay. so yeah i i like i like minner i i've always liked him i like the way that he he fights uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing him fight again and we're uh we're just uh uh over a week away from i guess uh, almost two weeks away from the uh, ufc 281 uh adesanya alex Pereira, Pereira beating adesanya twice in kickboxing uh KO'd Adesanya about five years ago, I think it is. And uh people are giving him a chance. Uh amazing kickboxing career for Pereira. Uh one of the only guys that's ever uh dominated Adesanya back in their kickboxing days. They also have a uh title fight against Carla Esparza and Wiley Zhang, uh Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. Uh, looks like Frankie Edgar's final fight in the UFC against Chris Gutierrez. Dan Hooker's on the card. Uh, really stacked 281. Oh, yeah. No, it looks fantastic. And I'm just going to say this for the co-main. I think those those ladies are going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I think there's actually going to be a fight this time around. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Carla looked pretty bad last time against Rose, and uh, I wasn't super excited about this, but um Zhang uh, always seems to bring it and uh yeah if Carla doesn't she's she's gonna lose so she, she oh, needs yeah. oh yeah no she she definitely needs it she definitely needs it yeah the prelims have got some great uh talent on it as well Dominic Reyes Ryan Spann Brad Riddell uh Renato Moicano oh Petrosky. yeah that Moicano Riddell fight is gonna be nice yeah nice there's quite a few uh uh, early pre-announced fights. It's going to be great. Amazing card. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, we're less than two weeks away from that. But uh, yeah, UFC two, Fight Night 217, uh, Vegas 64 next Saturday. And um, yeah, uh, sticking with combat sports, uh, did you see any of the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight Saturday night? No, but <laughs> I did. I did see the highlights. Yeah. Okay. I saw this Instagram post of the supposed knockdown of Jake Paul on Anderson Silva. Yeah. You know what I saw? I saw WWE. I saw a phantom punch. Looked like it connected. It did not. And then he fell down. I watched it numerous times. Really? To see if this if it was actually if I'm seeing it right or if I'm not seeing it right. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I, I think uh, the video that you saw was actually doctored. Doctored? Because, was it doctored? Yeah, no, I think okay. uh, it, it was a legitimate punch. Um, I don't okay. think uh, anybody has a leg stand on that says it was rigged. Um, no, I think it was a legitimate shot. Uh, I, I haven't been a huge fan of of the Pauls and all the things they've been doing, but 
Um, I think uh, this this talk about being fixed and rigged uh, is has no part in this fight. I think it was legitimate. Uh, Anderson Silva's 47 years old. Uh, you know, looked his age at times in this fight. Um, got got knocked down. He was losing the fight. Uh, I believe five rounds to two before that eighth round. Okay. Uh, he just uh, yeah, he just didn't look like he was uh, throwing enough, um, landing enough, and and just yeah, looked his age. He's forty seven. <laughs> like, and let's be honest here, he's three years away from fifty. Yeah. I don't know if anybody should be in the boxing in a professional boxing ring at this point in time if you're that old. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if anybody should have any right to be there. Yeah. So, with that being said, Jake Paul, excellent at choosing who he needs to fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next 49 year old that he gets in that boxing ring <laughs> and beats up. Good for you. Right. Yeah, 25 years old against 47. Uh, you know, my money's going to usually be on the 25 year old. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of sad. Uh, you know, the great one of the greatest in MMA history. Um, he looked pretty good in some of his boxing uh, already uh, before this fight. But, um, you know, eh, not a true representative of MMA. And uh, Jake Paul just keeps, you know, getting all these washed up MMA guys come in, beat him up and uh, keep his, you know, undefeated record, keeps getting money. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I had to watch it, but um, yeah, it's just too bad that uh, yeah, if he wanted to box, he didn't do it at a younger age. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have been great to see prime Anderson Silva in a boxing match. Like when I say prime, I mean back when he was in Pride. Yeah, see that guy yeah, in a in a boxing ring. Yeah. Oh, that that would have been something else. And by the way, Jay Paul ain't beating that guy. No, Jake Paul is not beating that guy. Jake Paul getting knocked out by that guy. That's yeah. true. Um, it, this fight shouldn't have actually even taken taken place. Uh, Anderson Silva admitted that he got knocked out in training camp twice in one day, uh, just days before this fight actually took place. And uh, a commission's not supposed to allow a guy that has taken two concussions, two knockouts uh, into a fight. Uh, that's one of the problems that they're sanctioning fights like this. And, you know, th this really could have been catastrophic if he if he landed even a more solid punch and KO'd him big time. Uh, that's three KOs in a week. Uh, you know, our brain's not supposed to take that kind of punishment. No, no. It, it's definitely not supposed to take that kind of punishment at an advanced age as well. Right. So I, I just hope that Anderson, I hope that he got compensated well from this fight. I hope he. I, I don't know how much money he made, but I hope he. I hope he got paid well. Yeah, I I saw the uh, the figures. Um, so guaranteed, he got five hundred thousand guaranteed, and thirty five percent of the pay per view buys. Um, Jake Paul got one and a half million and sixty five percent of the pay per view buys. So, um, yeah. So they they think Jake Paul probably made about ten million bucks, and uh, Anderson maybe made around three or four million bucks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Hey, 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 you you, you put your health and uh, your welfare on the line. Hope, I'm glad he made some money out, out of it. But Anderson should definitely think about like maybe hanging it up at some point in time here. You know, you're yeah. 47, man. Nothing there left were, to prove. Uh, there were a lot of no names on the card, four KOs on the undercard. 
Uh, you will know two fighters on the card for sure, though, that were on the undercard. Uriah Hall fought Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Uriah got a unanimous decision. And uh, this was both of their boxing debuts. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm amazed <laughs> that Le'Veon Bell has went from such a great running back at, in Pittsburgh, decided to hold out for a contract, uh, went through about three or four teams, out of the league now, and now he's boxing on undercard of Jake Paul. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty mighty fall for his life. No, yeah, for sure. Wait, wait, wait. You you just said Uriah Hall, right? No, is, yeah, is, Uriah Hall. Yeah. Is he is he is he still not under contract with the UFC? Or no, did they release him? He's gone. No, he got released. Yeah. No, they got okay. Because I was just like, well, you can't actually do that if he's still under contract with the UFC. I don't know mm -hmm. how he did that. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. And yeah, it sucks with Le'Veon Bell because again, this is a guy that bet on himself, but sometimes betting on yourself doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can go it can go the other way as well. Sure can. can good yeah. or bad. Uh Jake Paul called out Nate Diaz, uh, who's still under contract to the USC for a while. So that can't happen. Also called out Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Never gonna happen. He would, yeah. He Never would get happen. annihilated by annihilated. Canelo, uh, within about uh, 30 seconds, if that. And uh yeah, just clickbait kind of call outs. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that uh, I was uh, sort of I was quite surprised at was that GSP was one of the hosts of the uh, event and uh, had a lot to say. It was uh, yeah um, right in there uh, with a lot of commentary. Um, I guess Jake Paul and Anderson Silva had a bet in this fight, and he and Paul said that if I win, you um, have to help me with the fighters' union that I want to start uh, for oh. Ocam combat fighters. And so Anderson Silva has pledged that he will now help Jake Paul uh, put together a fighters union. Uh, they, they're talking to lawyers, they're drawing up agreements, and they're going to start putting them in the hands of these fighters. Uh, Jake Paul has been a big proponent of trying to get these fighters uh, proper medical health insurance, proper uh, compensation, and a lot of aspects that the UFC has been really hesitant to, to provide. And uh, GSP said he's also going to uh, help with this campaign and uh, see if they can make, make this happen finally. It's it's interesting every time he brings up like the, the medical insurance part, because I, I know that the UFC fighters are covered, but now when he, he keeps bringing that up, I begin to question to what extent now, Yeah, because like yeah. if the way that I perceive it should be is, well, it's everything. You're fighting with everything, so it should be everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, like literally, like it yeah. should be everything. Everything should be, everything. be covered everything regardless covered. of what it is. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that doesn't happen too often in the U.S. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not uh, an easy thing to put together. Uh, GSP and Kane Velasquez actually made an attempt at a union back in 2016, unsuccessfully. Not really sure why. Hopefully we'll find out some details as the years uh, go by and uh, see uh, why that wasn't successful. But hopefully this is successful for a lot of these fighters that, uh, yeah, deserve this. They're putting their lives on the line. And for our entertainment, um, you know, we should be making sure that they're going to have uh, lives to go back to once the this is done for them.
Yeah, of course. And and yes, Dana White does good things for some fighters every once in a while, but that's him just picking and choosing. Yeah. He's not looking out of, out for the welfare of everyone. And that's what a fighters union would do, would look out for the welfare of everybody. Yeah. I think it's long overdue. I think I think the UFC and organizations like the UFC have taken advantage of the fact that they're not unified. Oh, and yeah. I think the and I think now if they if they can actually make this happen, all the fighters will be better off. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one. And that that to me should be uh, Jake Paul's legacy and you know a lot of these kind of farce fights uh, boxing between you know old washed up uh, MMA guys. Uh, hopefully he takes on some real boxers or talk about him fighting Tommy Fury, uh, possibility of hit, hit, fighting uh, Rockman. Uh, you know, may, maybe those will happen. Um, but I think he, you know, he's too, I think he's a little worried about that because he's actually probably going to lose. So, you know, uh, you just keep, keep this train rolling for him. Uh, keep him in the spotlight, keep him generating more money for a few more years. And, uh, but you know, he is, he is biting off a little bit better talent, uh, every time, but, uh, yeah, 47, uh, I don't think Anderson Silva should have been in there. No, no, he shouldn't have been in there, but here, here's something. I just thought of it right now. I think he's in his 50s. Iron Mike. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. Yeah, no, I don't think he's going to do that. Don't. No, no, no. No, no. no he's, he actually has some sort of smarts. He's like, no, I'm not going there. Yeah, right. That. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, let's just uh, finish off with the uh, world of NBA. Uh, we just started the third week of the NBA. Um, great couple weeks. Uh, lots of uh, good teams are emerging. Some bad teams are uh, demerging. I don't know who even know what the term is, but uh, Brooklyn Nets are looking horrible. The Lakers are looking really bad. Lakers finally got their first victory of the season last night, but yeah. oh my God. Uh, I just watched the Bucks. When I got home from work tonight, uh, just edge out the Pistons, but uh, undefeated still six and zero. Oh. Uh, Cavs looking great at five and one. But uh, do you want to start with the good or the bad? Oh, you know what? Let's start with the good. And I, I want to start with when I say the good, I want to start with the Cavs. It's like I I I I love what they're doing. I love what the team looks like. I love the fact that. Donovan Mitchell just is looks like he's he's like a perfect piece to that puzzle oh, yeah. that, that Cleveland was missing. Like yeah. he's the perfect piece. It's amazing. Brilliant, brilliant move on their part to get him. Super yes. brilliant move. Yeah, that yes. was what that was the biggest best acquisition of the uh, offseason. Oh, for by far, by far and away. So with the Cavs and the Knicks, Cavs win 121-108. I do, I, I gotta say this, all right. So Mitchell, 38 points, 12 assists, 8 from 13 from 3. Wow. All right? Nice. Okay. Yep. Kevin Love, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 8 for 13 from 3 oh, as well in the same wow. game. All right? And wow. then another guy, Dean Wade, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 6 for 8 from 3. Unreal. They were scorching from 3-pointing in that game. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, if you can dominate outside and inside like that, holy cow, that's a that's that's a phenomenal team. They've they've got such an incredible 
presence under the hoop. And then if they're hitting threes at that kind of clip, holy cow, who's going to be able to beat them? No, well, nobody. Oh, yeah. And by the way, they're still missing like their their actual two point guard, Darius Garland. Not there yet. Yeah. And they're, and they're five and one. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. What a, what a great start to the year. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the Bucks. Uh, Giannis got uh, player of the week in the East. Uh, 36, averaging 36 points a game, 15 rebounds and six assists. Uh, another amazing start to the year and, and looking all world uh, MVP like numbers uh, on the uh, Western conference side of things. Player of the week was Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, the thunder came out of the, out of the uh, start of the season. Oh, and three this week uh, he brought him to a three and O record to even the record of 500. Uh, he averaged 32 points, uh, five rebounds, eight assists. And uh, yeah, looked phenomenal doing that. Nice to see the Canadian in there doing great things. Um, I did also want to talk about the Raptors. They had a huge victory tonight, uh, beat the Hawks uh, very handily, huge win against uh, the Hawks tonight. And uh, yeah, what was the final? 139-109, huge, <laughs> huge explosion. Um, they actually um, – uh, caused Trey Young to have 10 turnovers, career high. And uh, he uh, looked lost big time. Uh, Pascal Siakam is uh, on a tear, has had uh, 30 and, and 10 games throughout the whole entire year, six straight to start the year. Uh, tonight he was had 31 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. And uh, there was um, six guys in double-figure scoring. And uh, 139 to hang that um, tonight. Uh, really super impressive performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Raptors are looking great. They're looking fantastic. And uh, Siakam is really coming into his own this season. Yeah. Um, I did I did want to mention that um, there was a um, – this, this story came out today. Uh, the NBA has completed an investigation into tampering. They found enough evidence against the 76ers that they are stripping them of their second round picks in next year and the following year's drafts. Uh, they found that um, in their pursuit of PJ Tucker and Daniel House, that they uh, started talking to them days before the June 30th, 6 p.m. start of the free agency talk. Um, Tucker signed a $30 million three-year contract and House signed $8.4 million over two years. Um, the the uh, Tucker was the full mid-level exception and House was the uh, biannual exception because um, James Harden had uh, declined his option and agreed to come in a little bit less so they could sign these guys. But um, they announced that like uh, 601 uh, maybe even before 601, they announced these signings and, uh, the NBA decided to, uh, check into it and found that they had, had, uh, done some tampering and, uh, this, this came down, uh, today. Um, yeah, I don't know how much it harms them because, uh, Tucker was a huge acquisition obviously, but, uh, yeah, surprising that, um, they, they, they did their investigation and found there was some wrongdoing there. 
Well, yes, and also too, I think uh, uh, the powers that be for the 76ers organization, I think they were willing to gamble. I think they were just like, cost of doing business, boys. Uh, we might lose some picks if we do it this way, but we need these players. So we're going to do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Nets sitting uh, 12th in the Eastern Conference, two and five start. And uh, Kyrie Irving's in the news again. Uh, oh. there, there's a hell of a story in the uh, Daily News out of New York. Uh, by Mike Lupica, one of the best writers in, in the the game. Uh, he this is his um, this is his uh, title of the story: Kyrie Irving turning the Nets into the clowns of the NBA. Uh, Kyrie is taking a huge amount of flack for um, some of his uh, uh, posts online over this past weekend. Uh, it sounds like he has really pissed off. A massive amount of people. He has um, talked about uh, his uh, stance and his theories on life. Um, he has put. Um, he has uh, decided to uh, talk a lot about a guy who is very anti-Semitic, and um, he has pointed out this movie that has really uh, always garnered a huge amount of terrible terrible press and um it's uh yeah it's put him into a lot of hot water and put the nets organization looking really bad and this could this could end really badly for Kyrie and the organization i think i i i saw something like this from the instagram post from joe sai yeah. the owner of the nets saying i don't i don't believe Kyrie understands the severity of what he's just done Pretty yeah. much, which right. is just like he, he's backing an anti-Semitic, like uh, what was it, film guy, movie, whatever movie. Yeah. movie. He's yeah. he's backing that, and that will not stand. Pretty much, that's what Joe Sai said. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, of course Kyrie's doing this because this is what he does. This is what he does. This is what he does. Like he just he creates controversy out of like where you think everything's fine, like you like you think you're in smooth waters, then all of a sudden. Wow, it got rough all of a sudden. What just happened? Yeah. What what happened here? Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, it's that's bizarre. He he, he's the most bizarre NBA player that's ever existed. I don't get him. I don't understand it. I, I it, he never seems to want calm waters. He just seems to want to rock the boat. He seems yep. to want to throw the the most ridiculous, um, yeah, just the most ridiculous things out there. And it, it's just season after season after season and. And uh, yeah, this this could be uh, yeah one of the final straws for the Nets and and maybe the league. You know, this guy might have just burned his last bridge. Yeah, yeah, and also too, it doesn't help. It doesn't help his case that he's he's back in an anti-Semitic uh, film, all right. And I believe the commissioner Adam Silver, Jewish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not, not a good look, buddy. No. Not a good look at all. No, pretty brutal. Yeah, shocking. But I guess, uh, yeah, when you think of the guy, you know, it's just par for the course. It's, it's uh, every year we're hearing more and more and more of this. But yeah, moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, impressed with the Blazers start to the season. Uh, they sit atop the Western Conference, uh, tied with the Suns at five and one record. Uh, and then sitting in the third and fourth position. Two 
two teams that nobody suspected were going to be there, the Jazz and the Spurs, both Spurs. of them selling yeah. off their uh, top players and both of them uh, having a great uh, start to the year. Jazz 6-2 and two and the Spurs 5-2. and two. Uh, Amazing, amazing performances so far by them. Yeah, yeah, it is because you're just like, oh, how are you? How are you doing this? <laughs> you, you you sold off all all your best assets, or possibly all your best assets, but the Spurs still have this guy, this stud of a guard, Kelvin Johnson. That guy is probably going to be their next superstar yeah. Yeah. for sure. No, yeah. he's he's awesome, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, very, very amazing. Um, the Lakers, they're embarrassing. Like, yeah, they they won. Uh, but <laughs> oh my God, um, this this team is just this team is really really bad. And uh, uh, LeBron keeps setting records and will uh, become the all time uh, scoring leader in the NBA. But um, it, this is uh, horrible. They they've been outscored 146 to 110 in the first quarter. Uh, Anthony Davis has been hurt again. Westbrook's coming off the bench. Uh, they can't shoot from the outside. Uh, I they pulled off a win last night, but one and five starts of the year, and um, yeah, it's, this is going to be a terrible, ugly year unless they make some big trades. LeBron already said it. He's he's already actually come out and said it. It's like our roster is not constructed great. We got no shooting. I'm going to be fine though. <laughs> <laughs> that that's it. That's wow. it. And, and he's. You know what? He's absolutely right. He is going to be fine. The yeah. team is going to be garbage, and that's it. That that's where they're at. That's crazy, <laughs> eh? That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that he knows it. Uh, everybody knows it, but yeah, this is weird. You just you you wouldn't think they would go into the season looking this poor and uh, having uh, yeah, having it fall apart like this already. Uh, you know, the, you don't have him much longer. He's no. he's not going to be around much longer. You don't want to waste another season but uh golden state warriors a bit of a tough start to the season three and four defending champs but today they announced that they've picked up the options for james wiseman jonathan kaminga and moses moody uh today's uh, was the deadline to get all the options in place uh wiseman's options 12.1 million kaminga and moody's are 6 million and 3.9 million respectively uh, now the trio is under contract for the Warriors for the next two seasons. And Wiseman will be extension eligible next summer um, to, to get a, a longer-term deal. And, um, yeah, they're starting to put all their pieces in place, the Warriors. And uh, amazingly enough, Steph Curry is uh, scoring at a clip better than the start of any season in his NBA career so far this year. So I think they're good. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. They, they Okay, they're three and four right now, but I I don't think that really matters. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I, I really don't. I think the Warriors are going to be fine. They, got, they have this unique blend of old guard and new nucleus coming together. Yeah. And, I, and I think they're going to transition beautifully. You know, like, and especially now that you see that Jordan Poole is coming into his own. Yesterday, last game where they unfortunately lost against the Pistons, but Poole had 30 points. I think at one point in time, he had nine points in like two minutes, you wow. know, in that yeah. game. Awesome. So yeah. they're, they're, I, 
they're going to be fun. They're going to be, be fun. Yeah. Uh, and supposedly two weeks into the season, uh, the offenses in the NBA are performing at rates never seen before in the history of basketball so early in the schedule. Uh, there was some rule changes that uh, have the possibility of moving this up, but we're seeing guys uh, hitting from three at unprecedented clips, uh, hitting f- uh, mid-range jumpers even that are uh, falling, uh, incredible amounts of um, tip-in rebounds and a lot of offensive glass work. And uh, I think this is going to be the season where we see um, the highest scores in the history of the league. It's going to be pretty awesome to watch if you're into uh, very high-octane offensive basketball. Oh, yeah. Well, just like what I said with the Cavs game yesterday, where you got you got guys going for eight, two, two guys going eight for 13 from three. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a lot of scoring this year. Like a lot. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, game three of the World Series was supposed to happen tonight. It got rained out. So uh, they pushed it another day at least. And uh, yeah, we'll be watching that. Uh, F1 happened this weekend. Max Verstappen set the F1 record for most wins ever in a season. He um, got his 14th victory of the year in Mexico City and broke the record uh, held by Sebastian Vettel and Michael Schumacher. And uh, there's still two races to go on the season. Uh, I tuned in and watched uh, your cousin uh, with his F1 coverage, and it was amazing as always. And, um, yeah, Verstappen's setting some amazing, amazing records and unprecedented stuff. Lewis Hamilton was uh, in the mix as well. and uh, But this has been a crazy season and really good for Red Bull. And uh, super fun to watch you, cousin. Man, you guys are just both just so such experts in sports that you love. And, and it's just awesome to watch both of you do, do what you do. Yeah, well, he's – my cousin's amazing. He like he he is he's he's very good at what he does, especially talking about his passion, which is F one racing, which I know nothing about, absolutely nothing. But uh, it, it I I find it just awesome to the fact that we're both doing this. Yeah, and 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 I couldn't be happier. I couldn't cool. be happier. Yeah, that's great. All right, man. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks for doing this. This was really great as always. Um, can't wait to post it and and um, yeah. I hope you have a great week ahead like as slow and casual as today was uh will be you know let's let's pray for it and uh yeah uh, i hope it's uh i hope it's awesome keep in touch and and uh, there'll be lots of sports to to break down next week for sure definitely there's going to be a ton of stuff to break down looking forward to it you enjoy your week as well my friend have a good one okay you too happy halloween cheers happy, happy halloween bye okay wow Halloween. We've reached the end of October into November. Crazy. Around here, we're going to start seeing some tough weather. Uh, in Australia, where a lot of my family are, uh, they're going to start seeing some hot, great weather. So lucky on them. Um, anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, uh, love you guys lots. Take care of yourself. Have an awesome week ahead. And um, yeah, I appreciate the support. Uh, speaking of support, I want to thank our partners and sponsors anchor.fm the easiest place to make a podcast phenomenal at posting on multiple podcast platforms for us go there do what uh, jason and i just did it's a lot of fun you'll love it um 
uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. V350 stick is a must-have for you. Pampas and Possibilities, get them to come into your home and spruce it up. Make it look awesome with West Coast vibes and pretty things that uh, really make you feel great. And of course, Forever Living, the Aloe Vera Company for health and beauty products. Uh, you can purchase products on our website, completesportsmedia.com. And go to Complete Media Network for tons of great, great content. So take care. Have a great week ahead. Love you lots. Bye for now.